just like again really hammering home that it just it's relatability I think well and what makes it so addicting for us as viewers you know mm -hmm. yeah why we're doing an episode by episode I know recap Hello, I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. A podcast where we discuss various television shows and give you our opinion on the single best scene from the series. This week's episode is Normal People. Woo! (laughs) Okay, so what is your, like, how did you find Normal People? What is your relationship with Normal People? So Normal People, I'd kind of heard about because you mentioned that it was a book that was going to be turned into a TV show, maybe... Did you have like a book club or something where you guys were going to read it? So, no, my one of my best friends in book club had read it oh, in okay. like January and was like, of. you would like it. And I was like, I will not read books without quotations in it. Like, I like to know what the dialogue is. Yeah, it seems like, like it, a really bare minimum. Throughout the book. Right. It seems like a bare minimum request, which I, oh, well, um, it's <laughs> good. Um, I, when, so my friend Kristen, she read the book more recently, like in April and um, because it was going to be a TV show, and she said it was, well, did she read it? I don't know. I got the, you, the two of you were both talking about it during quarantine, and I, general feedback, from either from you or from her, was that it was really frustrating to read, because you wouldn't realize when, like, perspective had switched, or when th- somebody was talking, when they were saying it in their head, and, like, that just sounds really frustrating, and I would have had a hard time. Also, if a book is going to be turned into a show, or a movie, I mean, I'm, for a movie, I would read it, but for a show, I'm kind of like, guess I'll just catch it when it right, right. You're into like, a what's, show. What's the like, point? I'm not a big reader anymore. So, um, plus with the shows, I you know it seemed like for the few books that I have read that have turned into shows, it if the show is successful, then it departs from the book like pretty quickly, and so then you kind of have to like wrestle with like, well, was the show better or worse than the book? And right. Whatever. I just like. I'm not a big reader, so I wasn't wasn't on it. But anyway, because you and her had talked about at least mixed emotions with, well, you'd like the book, and she then I watched loved the book, yeah. yeah. And then she watched the show before I did, and was like mixed emotions about it. Like at first, she was like, "It's terrible, nothing hap- like it's so boring, nothing happens," which is not a negative for me. Like I can put up with a slow show. Like I don't mind a slow burn. I can watch The Crown. I can watch um, Downton Abbey. Like, slow shows are fine for me. I don't mind it. Um, so, even though that was her feedback. And then, but then she also was like, well, I cried a couple times. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> so, like, something happened. So, something happened. Like, it obviously, but I mean, I was still going to watch it. And so, um, one, I want to say probably Friday night since in quarantine, like, what else were we doing? Yeah. I, like sat down to watch it oh wait no I'd watch it in the middle of the week because I'd taken a Thursday off um and so it's like that Wednesday and so I didn't have work the next day and so I started watching and they're little like 25 minute episodes and yeah next thing I know it was like 3 a.m and I'd finished the whole (laughs) show and I just kept watching the next one and um yeah no regrets I pretty much did that again when we were re-watching which is embarrassing Mm -hmm. um I didn't watch I mean I think I turned it off at like three 
Um, and I wasn't quite done. I think I had two more episodes, but I was like, I know what happens. Like I just go to bed. Right. Um, but yeah, what about you? You read the book. You kind of, I mean, are you yes. So my friend had told me like that she was like, you'd like the book. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know. And then the show, dr- so then I texted her and was like, this is going to be a show. Like mm. who knew? Like I saw it like on like a, one of those listicle things. Mm-hmm. And so she watched the show and called me and said, if you're going to watch normal people, you have to read the book first. Yeah, that makes sense. So I ordered the book, read it in a day. Yeah, it's short. Yeah, it's like 267 pages or something. Mm -hmm. And then I think that the funny thing about normal people is this is kind of like the origin story for the podcast, right? Like you and I were discussing at Mm -hmm. length the differences between the book and the show, which is so us and so stupid because... I hadn't seen the show and you hadn't seen the book, but oh we God, were talking yeah. about it like we were both like fully aware of what page. was going right, on. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, well, right, and you're right. This is an origin story because I couldn't convince anyone to fucking watch it, mm-hmm. and it was so annoying. And I like my few friends that had seen it like weren't huge TV people like us. Like they didn't want to talk about like every single crevice of the episodes, and so like. That's why you and I, out of desperation, were, like, comparing notes, even though we hadn't both seen it. Right. I just remember we sat in your parents' backyard for, like, four and a half hours and, like, created the podcast out of a necessity to right. talk kind of about normal people. I mean, yeah. Um, so that's But it was a familiar feeling for both of us that we were like, ugh, mm-hmm. another TV show. I have a lot to say, a lot to talk about, and... Oh, like I've run out of my like handful of resources. Right. Well, and after I read the book, I loved it so much that I was like, I don't want to watch. Like I didn't want it to be over. Yeah. So like I, I had a hard time start. It took me a long time yeah, to start the, didn't show. start the show. I remember that. And like even still, like the second time it was better, but like it gave me a ton of anxiety. Like this wasn't like a super fun show for me to watch. You know, that's th- I kind of agree. It's it's not because you're kind of holding your breath the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of tough. You're like a little stressed out for both of them all the time. So when I was listening to another podcast called Love It or Leave It, um, which would recommend, the host, John Lovett, a couple weeks ago made some comment about how repeatedly books that become shows, the casting doesn't necessarily match how the characters were written. So like in Normal People, she, Marianne, is written as like really ugly and obviously Daisy Edgar Jones is so beautiful. And because the character, because the actor is now a beautiful person that changes the dynamic of everything because like it no longer makes sense why she would be so insecure. Like it just makes her look shallow. Like for example, like that's just like, unex- of, like it just changes the dynamic if they're not actually ugly. <laughs> like right. the insecurity also doesn't quite, like it's a sadder insecurity because you're like, you're obviously beautiful. Why don't you see it? Whether is if she was like not conventionally beautiful, then you're like, okay, I get why you're feeling insecure about this. And I also get why you don't trust him when he says that, you know, you're beautiful, whatever. Anyway, so we picked, uh, you didn't believe me. <laughs> and so we picked up the book in your living room and it was literally on like page three. Yeah. I was like, I looked, her. I couldn't find it. And you like literally looked at page three and yeah, you're like, yeah, well, here's a whole paragraph. Well, here's the paragraph where it explains that she has like thick flat shoulder shoes and stuff and none refuses to wear makeup. And, um, but like literally it just skimming the first eight pages I learned more information about these characters than I had and I'd watched the whole show twice by that point yeah I highly recommend the book I I mean I I don't know it's just weird that that's a thing yeah I mean so much of the book is like an inner monologue um 
Right. It's so in their heads. So what did you, I actually wrote this down, not to cut you, do you want to keep going? No, no, no. I had actually written in my notes to ask you Mm -hmm. if you thought that the show would have been more successful if they would have had the characters narrating. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I guess that doesn't come across on the podcast. Um, You know what I mean? Right. Well, because the thing is, right, the joke that we were going to do is like, okay, here's (laughs) a clip from the show. Great, you guys love that. That's that's yeah. pretty much how the whole dialogue. Like, it's so much silence. There's so yeah, it's I think that's so why it makes me uncomfortable. Silence. Well, right, because you don't know what they're thinking, but in the book you do, so you like understand the dynamic a little better. Yeah, I think I that know. they, I think that they did the best that they could with it. I don't think that. Okay, but they could have had them narrate. I think that would have taken away a lot of the charm of them. Like, if you know what, like, I think that part of the appeal in these love stories is not fully knowing what everybody's thinking at all times. And right. so it helped, I think, for, I will say, in normal people, it helped because there were there was just so much unsaid. Yeah. Um, well, they sort of swapped inner monologue for visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't necessarily think it would have made it. I think that the things that we love about the show wouldn't have come across yeah, if we fair. knew exactly what they were thinking. That's fair. I, I will say, like, the second time watching it through, I was, like, more... I think because you do know what's coming and how they're acting, mm-hmm. and you can kind of pick up on something different, right, the second time right, you watch something. Yeah. Um, Marianne was more likable the second time around, and mm, also... I I understood her point of view more. Like the first time yeah. I was like, why are you so dumb? Like he's obviously in love yeah. with you. And then the second time watching it, I was like, wait, I understand why you don't think he's obviously in love with you. Like right. all of the ways that you've been taught that love is reciprocated. He's not showing you. Right. Like she is like, I talk about this in my notes, which we will start the podcast soon. <laughs> but like he is a, like a like words of affirmation mm-hmm. and hers is I think uh, acts of service. So anytime that she mm. like is showing her love to Connell, it's mm-hmm. like by like giving him well giving him money when he needs it or like showing up to do like she does a lot of like active service mm-hmm. um displays of affection whereas he is very mu- and they're obviously both physical touch but yeah. he says i love you like in the second episode yep like before mm-hmm. the guy was like you don't even know yeah there's someone anything about her right yeah. you've like slept with her twice and you're like i'm in love with you i love you so much don't you know and you're like why right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess because we're starting to, to jump ahead. And also, just so y'all know, <laughs> listeners note, Sophie and I are going to do this episode a little bit different and, and kind of go, because it is more like a movie than a TV show we decided yeah. in prep. So, instead of just having one moment, you're going to get to hear a lot of our favorite moments Yay. from this series. Yeah. So, we're, we're going a little, we're going chronological instead mm-hmm. of categorical. Yeah. So, so if you want to start, what do you, we can just start in the pilot. Like, what did you, what would you give it out of 10? What did you, what did you think about it? Um, yeah, I had mixed feelings about the pilot. Um, I would give it a six out of 10 because, well, I guess it's not the show's fault, but I had to text my friend in the middle of it and was like, is, does Marianne get better? Because I did not like, she was so abrasive and the first watch, like really unlikable, I was not rooting for her. She seemed horrible. Um, <laughs> and like her whole family situation seemed a little weird. And I just like couldn't really, I don't know. I like w- actually like she was cringy and I like hate cringe TV. Like if I haven't said it before, I'll say it a thousand times. I do not like cringe TV. And her like abrasiveness was mm-hmm. very cringy to me. Like I was secondhand embarrassment for her. Um, so, which I think is why I hate cringe TV, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe six out of 10 is too low, 
maybe eight out of ten because I mean I obviously kept watching it and like Paul Mescal is even as a teen <laughs> even though he's, he's 24 he's, he's 24, not a teen so he's a youth but I mean like he was playing high schooler yeah but um I don't know what do you think so I gave it an eight out of ten so it's I mean I don't know I, I like I'm curious as to what's going to be our show that we're going to talk about that's going to be under like a seven um just because we obviously like these shows enough to <sighs> no I started watching a show last night that uh maybe that one because the pilot was fucking weird interesting <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what are we? What are we talking about on the pod? No, um, so I. Well, when we do our podcast about the shows we hate. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we could do that. Um, so I gave it an eight out of ten because I think it gives you a really clear like indication of how their dynamic is, down to the fact that like Connell's like, I don't think he even really knows how to register Marianne, and she's like, I like you, and he's like, Okay, cool. Like it literally yeah. like maps out their relationship and their relationship problems like at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So and then like he just like wants to make her happy like so he's like okay cool like we can date like it's like so clear that but like in secret and yeah well and also in rewatching it she says nobody has to know like she's the one who does that right which i actually think um yeah like he doesn't know what he wants she wants him and he wants her to be happy and they leave each other in awkward unclarified silence did they kiss in that very first episode? Was that in this first scene? Mm-hmm. Or in the excuse me, first episode? Okay, right. Okay, so that first conversation they have to, like, jump back slightly chronologically in the show is just in general, the length of shorts that they've chosen to put Thomas <laughs> Callan <laughs> throughout this entire show is something I appreciate. So thank you to whoever decided that. Um, but that first conversation they have where, it's, well, we see them have in the school it's not the first conversation they have because they talk when she he comes to her house to pick up his mom but the one-on-one with them was whenever he's like you when she like when alan dropped her off in the rain okay that was my first heartbreak scene because that was like so sad i could not believe that i was like my god that alan made her walk in the rain. yes and she was like you couldn't even see the school like she and he just like was like okay bye bitch like it was really awful so she goes into the school asks for the detention because the teacher calls her out. She, she gets a detention. So she's standing in the hall after school, like waiting to go into detention and Connell comes up and their conversation is such a roller coaster. Let me just like, run through some highlights. First, they talk about detention. Then they talk about why she bullies teacher. Connell like calls her out on like bullying the teachers and then calls her out on acting like school is different for her. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, we're in like a prison, whatever. And he's like, is just school. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we're all in it together. Like it's not different for you. Yeah. And then she calls him out on flirting with the teacher and then accuses him of hating her and being a bad guy. And then she says she likes him. It like, was a roller coaster. <laughs> there a lot of their it's conversations, so it's like she doesn't buffer at all. No. Like there's no she has no filter, right? Like she and thinks he that she can't says react it. very well. So it's like a no. horrible combo. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and then okay, so then they go to the match, or like he plays in the match, and then afterwards they're all in the bus together. And when he sits next to her, of course, like I died. Yeah, that was and <laughs> loved that. I was like, oh my god, but of course they don't speak to each other the whole bus ride. And this is the first of many, many scenes in the show where I wanted to scream, say something, goddamn it. Like <laughs> Why are you just sitting there? Oh I'm telling you, the pilot like sets up every bag no, for them. It's, it's and sure, it sets 17. up my expectation. I know, right? And then um, we get to the scene where 
they eventually kiss, but you see Marianne and her little bun and her little free people ensemble. And Mm -hmm. I think that maybe was my turning point for when I finally started to buy into Marianne as a character because for like her specifically, like I was like, oh, okay. Like she's not just this like crazy frigid bitch who like wears a French braid and her like calf length pleated skirt and no eye makeup that's what they did they like you know like this trope is like she takes off her glasses and she's beautiful beautiful it's like they gave her mascara and they were like it's a different (laughs) person i know right they're like a haircut and mascara (laughs) mascara and a cigarette like that's all you need um and then okay so did you have anything to say about the breasts and then we could talk about this whole scene where they kiss for the first time no i did not take as many so um so Connell and Marianne are having this conversation and he's like clarifying that she meant that she like like liked him. That was so high school. I loved it so much. I mean, so high school. I yeah, that was adorable. And then he says, I'm just a little confused about how I feel, which on the one hand is very high school. On the other hand, this was the first time where I was like, oh, he's in touch with his emotions and will just say it. Because I feel like that's, like, admitting that you're confused about how you feel about something is not normal, I don't think. Right. Well, he could have just made out with her and, like, moved right. on. Right. He didn't, right. Like, he could have just, like, shot from the hip. But he was like, I'm confused how I feel. Of course, his reasoning for being confused was really shitty. But, like, it's, like, he still says that out loud. And I was like, wow. Like, this, for someone who's bad at communicating, like, this is actually, like, kind of nice to hear. Um, and Marianne saying no one would have to know. So the first time I watched it, I was like, damn, bold girl, like do what you're going to do, like whatever. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. It's real. It's like really really desperate. Yes. It's very desperate. It's very sad. It's very like, like I understand that you don't think I'm worthy of trotting around school. So like, that's fine. I'll be your little like ghost girlfriend or whatever. And then extra sad when Connell does double down and say, don't tell anyone in school about this, even though he knows she has no fucking friends. Like, who would she tell? Which luckily for her, she actually makes a joke about. But yeah, I would um, say like my biggest question from the first episode to the 12th episode. And this is so dumb. And so what makes no sense to anything. But like, why can't she drive? I think it's a UK thing. But like other girls can drive. Like, does she not want to learn how to drive? Because like a lot of her problems, I feel like would be solved if she had a car. Yeah, and, like, obviously they're rich, so it doesn't make sense that she doesn't have a car. Um, I just think it's less of, like, a cultural norm in the U.K. to drive. Okay, that makes sense. But, like, when she was walking the out, and then, like, throughout the whole show, I was like, damn it, Marianne, if you had a driver's license, right, you could get out of a lot of these a situations. A lot of situations, I know. So then we get a couple more scenes of them at school or whatever, and us watching Connell watch Marianne is my drug of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will never not love that kind of dynamic of what we get to see. The scene in her bedroom is one of my least favorites when he comes over and like Lorraine is not there. So he's like, I don't think, and they're like, they're theoretically in her house alone and Uh he comes into her bedroom and she's like, can we take our clothes off? And her bluntness is just like I said I've already said it like really cringy I'm the queen of just saying it out loud see I thought that was really cu- I like didn't hate that scene I thought it was really cute I, I thought he was so embarrassed thought I was gonna throw up he was <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> embarrassed for her and for him like I was embarrassed for both of them it is so funny how many shows we watch and we'll talk about this in later episodes where it's like 
this is my first kiss. Let's have sex. It's like, okay, yeah. there's like no. No breaks. No breaks in, in these right. people's. Uh, and also like her insisting that she tempted him was also cringy for me because he was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for her and Again, for him. I didn't bother like, me. Thought the whole, oh my God, no, this whole thing was horrifying. Like it just made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, um, so I, when we were prepping for this, we we're like, are there any jokes at all yes. in this show? That which was the short answer is no, but I did. So then I did go and write down every single joke I heard, which luckily Marianne is funny. Marianne is funny. And I like when Connell's accidentally, fu- like, I think that characters yes. who don't know they're funny mm-hmm. are the funniest. Yeah. I counted it as if I laughed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it was joke. Right. <laughs> um, so Lorraine says to Connell, did you rob the place? Oh, because <laughs> he like ran out. Quick getaway, which like was very funny. Uh-huh. And then when they're in the hallway, um, the day she gets rained on, Rob says, the shit you get away with because you're smart. And then Marion says, yeah, you're at a real disadvantage there, Rob. So at the like <laughs> I mean, there was a couple jokes in that exchange, but that was very funny. At the very beginning of prepping for this week, because you watched we like flipped right so you watch normal people first mm-hmm. and um i was doing it kind of like our normal format and mm-hmm. one of my just like ongoing jokes was just like the banter between eric and rob and marianne <laughs> like i thought it was so funny whenever he would be like like we go to devs with me and she's like no and he's like oh so you think i'm better than you and she's like yeah yep. but that's not why like i'm not, like yeah <laughs> she's like well yeah i do like the the <laughs> The thing between the three of them was funny. I, Marianne just, like, not giving a shit in high school. And it not Zero actually fucks. being some weird subconscious thing that she, like... And she brings up a few times that she wasn't popular in high school, but I in college. But I don't feel like it was, like, a sad, like, woe is me. No, yeah. I wasn't popular in high school. I feel like it was, like, well, that's just a fact. Like, right, nope. like, I was a loner. Yeah, like, I didn't really have friends. Right. And so I love that they didn't make that, like, a... That's She has a lot of issues, but her being quote-unquote bullied in high school is not one of them right thankfully. no yeah she doesn't say um say that um okay after the match <laughs> connell explains to marianne oh this must be in the in, in the same the scene where they kiss for the first time of course uh, once again their conversations have like a thousand plot points before they get yeah. to like what i was going on but the last thing i have about season one or excuse uh, me episode one, one is when they're in that room talking about his friends and how basically they're kind of assholes, he's like, it's different for you because they're not your friends. They're my. Essentially, he says, it does say literally it's different for you. What he means is it's different for you because they're not your friends. They're my friends. So, like, I have to put up with them. And she doesn't get it. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. get it. She, she literally says, why would it be different for me? And the fact that she didn't understand that sort of, maybe it's me like sort of jumping to conclusions, but that makes me think she's never had a friend. Right. Because she would would understand then, right? Mm -hmm. That your friends aren't perfect, but they're your friends still. So, you know, whatever. Right. Um, Well, and I I always go back to, to the, which you didn't watch it, but the show Girls on HBO in one of the episodes, and I've like taken it to heart and taken it with me where it's like, you don't always like your friends, but you love them. So, right. and yeah, I think that's sure. kind of how Connell is with Rob and Eric and the other guys where he like doesn't really like them mm-hmm. and he even admits it later on, but he like loves them. They're best friends that he just doesn't always right. like all of the time, right. which is no, if you sure. had a friend, like, I feel like that's, yeah. which I, I agree. I don't know if Marianne's had any friends. Right. No, I am. I feel like so that's are you ready possible. to move on to episode two? <laughs> episode two. <laughs> Let's go. Let's move on to episode two. So I only have four notes from episode two. I'm sure you have a few more. All right. Well, we'll just weave them in. Um, yeah. Just j- interrupt me whenever you feel, obviously, as usual. Um. Okay. So at the beginning, Marianne calls Connell shy 
and he's like no and like he denies it and then like jabs back at her by saying just because I don't give my opinion all the time and she was like you don't give your opinion about anything right then she says well you must know what you want like it's the most basic thing ever and then he admits that he like he's like well actually like I don't like in the moment I have a hard time but after like looking back I usually know how I I can tell how I felt about it then but like when it's actually happening I I can't and I when he was like well, I don't have to give my opinion about anything. I felt so attacked. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> I am not exaggerating. When I have had this exact same conversation like ten times in my life, whether it's with like a guy that I'm dating or just like a friend. Obviously, if it's with like a friend, new friend, it's not as like jabby, like pointed, yeah, pointed, yeah. Um, but like there's no way that this exact conversation didn't happen with the guy I dated in college. Cause one of the good parts about the show and like I'll mention again later is that it, it's designed, I think to be relatable so we can all pull something from it. And so I was just thinking that, yeah, that I felt in that category of, yeah, I can relate a lot of like my past relationship stuff to what they're going through. But it wasn't until I, I, we were rewatching for the show and prepping and like actually taking notes where I was like, Oh no, like this literally like especially their like younger like high schooly selves mm-hmm. is how a past relationship I've had when I was like about their age like in college I guess was like I was the Marianne to you know the guy I was dating was the Connell and so their inability to communicate I was like oh my god like that maybe that's why I feel so insistent and like so obsessed with the show it's like I feel seen and like our struggles right anyway so th- and this scene in particular is like a mirror of like what like a conversation I've had to sit through where you like so maybe you Marianne's cringy because you are a Marianne <laughs> yeah no you know like, like sometimes like the characters that you like so I've noticed sometimes the characters I like the least on tv shows are the ones that like I would be if I would be mm-hmm. in the show like Friday right. Night Lights I hate Julie but like I would be the Julie right of like the town so I wonder if well right in the show I you're would like, be the Marianne for sure I would um, I've been in those conversations where it's yeah. like that's not exactly what I meant but you took it that way and now I have to defend right. my point or stick stick to my guns as to why I feel the need to share my opinion and so right it's like we both think the other one's ridiculous mm-hmm and so that's just always like such a weird place to like come a conversation from. But well, let me tell you the difference between my argu- arguments about people about, the, about my scenarios where this has happened. It never led to like a sexy what about now moment. I must <laughs> say the payouts that I got were never what they got. So uh, yeah, I guess have, there's still time, but ugh. I called that part out because it seems like. Um, that was a time when Marianne was just so self-aware of like how everyone in school saw her, how Connell saw her. And like, she called Connell out on like his bullshit too. Like Mm -hmm. it was like a very open conversation. And then they have another conversation. I'm jumping a little bit ahead at the ghost where he takes her, um, to like that abandoned school, the thing behind the school. And they have another really open conversation. And it's frustrating because if you watch it the second time, you're like, where, why do they stop talking like this? Right. They had so much open dialogue in episode two and like they weren't afraid of scaring the other one off. And maybe it was just like the newness of the relationship or what. Mm-hmm. But it's like I feel like each episode like Marianne got more insecure because like episode one and two, 
Marianne in the end very it's like it's in the end I guess it's a little bit but there's just moments where you're like how is it the same and I guess that's just growing up but yeah I just felt like those two scenes in particular Marianne was so assertive and so sure of Mm -hmm. who she was and didn't it wasn't afraid of like speaking to Connell where I feel like sometimes later in the show I don't know if it's fear of losing him or fear of saying the wrong thing or just she's so in love with him um that she I don't know yeah, I don't they know. They just like, don't talk anymore. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty, though, about this show is that it, like, they grow as people and, like, as a couple, and we do really get to see that, like, very, mm-hmm. like, close up. Um, which, speaking of close up, their little, like, 12-minute sex scene so <laughs> aggressively close to the camera. Well, I didn't, someone else said that it was yeah. 12 minutes, but I think... The 12 minutes is like the whole scene in the room. Right. I would believe that. Um, there are some long sex scenes. Yeah. Um, which one of the conversations they have during yeah, that we'll sex scene. We'll get there. Um, oh, no, that's in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it? well, I just don't, I guess this is like counteracting my other point with Mary Marianne's insecurities, but I think she's so surprised that he liked her back. Yeah. I think she just said, I like you because she thought it. And then yep. I don't know if she was expecting him to like, then like I don't know what Probably her not. end game was I think she I just thought like she had one <laughs> if I say it then it's out loud yeah. um but like literally they're having sex and she's like so do you like any other girls in school like right a lot of girls so think you you're crush pre- on? Yeah. yeah and he's like I'm literally inside you right, so it's like, like she's so yeah so sure like maybe she's so sure he's gonna leave her or whatever but that's mm-hmm. I laughed really hard when Connell said that because I don't think he was being funny no but it was very funny it was very it was, that was so his number one joke true <laughs> Like what is what else does Connell have to do to prove that he? I know, right? Is like like certain stuff, yeah. Um, like the show has. I, I agree with like what Kristen said. Like, there's really no plot, but also a huge plot. Like, there's not a lot to talk about except everything. Right. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, there's not a lot to talk about everything. Well, in even in in that in that scene, when they're like, well, first of all, her detachment is like a coping mechanism, which she starts to abuse Mm -hmm. like later which maybe explains why it's like a combination of that and like the insecurity or like an increase in insecurity um but not to really like hammer it out beat a dead horse with my agreed theory with john lovett about her being too pretty for how the character is written her the two of them these two hot people having sex and her being like well what do you mean like well, do you like Rachel? She's pretty. And he's like, you're also pretty. She fucking is. Yeah. And she's like, no. And you're like, see, I didn't <laughs> read it. I, and maybe because I, I didn't listen to love it, say it. So I didn't have the same thing going into it, but I feel like she was pretty confident with her body. You know what I mean? Like she like was like, can we take our clothes off? Like, I think she knew. Well, I think they made her less. I think her issues are all. And I'm sure you're going to go into great detail about this. It's all her family, right? Like, she just doesn't oh, think she I actually didn't have much to say about her family. Like, I don't think she thinks she's, like, worthy of a relationship. Uh, I don't. I think it's less physical beauty and more, like, she emotion. She asks so like, often about whether he thinks she's pretty or not, though. Like, she does it several times. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like she's less, like, that. And more, like, I mean, even later in the series when she's, like, people have called me cold. Like, everyone tells me that I don't have a heart. And you're, like, oh, she's been ingrained and told this her whole life when right. f- like I think that's really damaging on your psyche. Well, for sure. Well, because by people, I'm sure she means her brother and her mom, and maybe her dad. We don't know when he died. I guess it was <sighs> three years. In the book, they tell you. I think it was three years. <laughs> Again, ago. I read the book, so we did. It. Yeah, I, I read it in those three those three pages. Um, yeah. I had my first heartbreak scene in episode two. Oh, really? Okay, I'm almost so. No, no you can go. The ahead. 
them having a cup of tea before they have sex is the most UK thing I've ever seen. <laughs> in They're my like, we're in Ireland. Have some right. Tea. Yeah. Like just a little pre-sex tea. And then I know this isn't supposed to be a joke, but we're grasping at straws for jokes in the show. <laughs> but as soon as hide and seek by emotion heap. Imogen. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, when that song started playing, I was like, "Oh my god, this really is for us." It's because it was. They were seniors in 2011. We were. We were. (laughs) Hello, listeners. We were also seniors in Uh 2011. So this show is extra for us. Um, That was my turning point scene for the show. Whenever I I like bought in on. I don't remember what was happening. I just this song. I was just like even rewatching. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) I think like I love a montage and like seeing them kind of just be normal. Was that the montage of them hanging out? I do remember scenes from the school like them in school like it goes into that and then it goes into them like having sex in a car and then in the field and then they're like walking it's that whole thing and i it was like kind of the first time that you could see them as like a couple Mm -hmm. and because it was a montage they weren't supposed to be talking so the fact that they weren't talking was fine like i didn't care i'll put a link to this video i found this a video that i want to say the bbc did or some other adjacent show platform uh, platform that did a show explaining Irish words <laughs> and like context for the show. Uh-huh. Um, and it was actually like pretty interesting. One of the things was that Ireland had a, was in a huge recession. So apparently there were a shit ton of abandoned like homes that were like had been built, but never occupied because then the recession hit. And so having those empty houses, like in like whole neighborhoods of them, like around your Irish town as a high schooler, you know, in this time was like actually like a real thing and like common, like it would have been more than just the one, I guess. Well, that was one that I read that they should have talked about more in the show that they didn't really talk about was like the economic disparity between Connell and Marianne. Like they have that one conversation when they're in Italy about it, but it is like they met because he, his mom worked for Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. And just so you know, like Sally Rooney is our age, Mm -hmm. the woman who wrote the book. So it's very apparent that this was like her. I mean, I don't think this was her high school experience, but her high school timeline Mm -hmm. would be this. Right, right. But my heartbreak scene, and you're going to laugh because one of the things that Sophie gives me the most recently, the hardest time about is that I never finished the West Wing. Um, But there was a interaction that Connell and Marianne had where they were talking about going to Trinity. Mm -hmm. And he said, I bet if we bumped into each other you would pretend not to know me. Mm -hmm. And she like looks at him and looks so heartbroken and is like, I never pretend not to know you, Mm -hmm. which I loved that scene. It broke my heart because it was like, Mm -hmm. I think he wanted her to say like, yeah, to like kind of alleviate his guilt for not doing it in high school. Like he Mm -hmm. wanted it to be fine. Right. right. But she was like, you know, she couldn't do it, which is reminds me of the Donna and Josh interaction where it's like, if you were in an accident, I wouldn't stop for a beer. And she was like, if you were in an accident, I wouldn't stop for red lights. Like Mm -hmm. it's these like, subtle proclamations of like even if it's platonic love like Mm -hmm. that's how much I care about you Mm -hmm. so um that was my first heartbreak scene of the series and it happened in episode two (laughs) yeah and it was really well acted like the the amount of time Daisy waits before she says I would never pretend to not know you is like excruciating even this uh, maybe it was more the second time because I was waiting for it Mm -hmm. so like I was like well when is she gonna say this line are we good with episode two yeah I think we move on episode three episode three so when they're in the club the first I wrote this club is very elite (laughs) like the show yeah like where's your giant wine glass with like a vodka soda in it like so i guess it's just what european clubs look like and teens go there all the time yeah like Um, on a school night right so casual um so connell telling rachel to fuck off was cathartic um (laughs) wonderful yeah you're like and also i was like because later we find out that they knew you know that marianne and Uh, connell but i was like connell this is the moment when 
your friends found out that you were fucking her. Right, right, right. Like, like if this, anybody if, was confused. Yeah, like, like Rachel was like jealous. Right, 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 you were right. About like full white knight. You mm-hmm. literally like whisked her away. Right, and then you're like, you can stay at my place. I yeah, there's some good car moments. I know, I know. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do well in a car. Um, yeah, put them on a road trip. So, okay, but okay. Honestly, though, this whole scene where like her brother's friend like grabs her boob and like she runs out and Karen and Connell's reaction to me felt not as 2011 as I 2011 was, and this kind of happens a couple like. A few more, honestly, a lot in this show where I, which caused me to think probably too highly of Connell, is a lot of his shit is, like, feels so progressive. Connell is, like, way more of a feminist in this entire show than, like, any guy I personally know right now. And, like, it's 2020. And, like, Mm -hmm. all my friends are, you know, with it. Like, it's not. He does keep her a secret. So let's not, like, give him too much He keeps her a secret. But, like. He, him being like super sensitive to like her and like, uh, like immediately being like, that was wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Like just always like extra making sure that she's okay, but it never feels patronizing to me. Like it just, for an 18 year old in 2011 to have done that just is uh, like, if it's real, amazing. If this is what Ireland is, wow. Why aren't we all fucking living there? But that was like painful for me because I'm like, is like, is this what's been happening and just not in the U.S.? Like, I don't really know. It it did whenever that happens, and I probably noted a couple other times, but it's just the only parts that didn't feel super realistic to me like of, um, the time. of right. And maybe I just like selfishly always find those situations unfair because, of course, as like women, we've all been treated not sensitively repeatedly right (laughs) um so i mean like and that's what i was like well good for him for being so aware of her and like see i had like an emotional roller coaster with connell in this one because like that was really sweet and romantic and he like whisks her away and like don't even get me started on the almost handhold in the club when their hands are like about to touch (sighs) and then they don't okay right okay well amazing but he then lost me whenever he says like I love you I'm in love with you and she doesn't say it back and then he's like oh I think I should tell you this I asked Rachel to Debs and so it's like what the fuck whiplash yeah like the whiplash that he does right that's the thing is a lot it's highs and lows with him he cares too much about what his friends think without actually asking his friends what they think because like I don't think any of his friends would have actually cared if he dated Marianne no like his friends yeah and he like doesn't give his friends enough credit and just he takes the path of least resistance every time Right, but I do. Th- I th- I'm assuming it's all because of his anxiety, though. Yeah, probably. So. Um, I feel like in episode three, though, we got a lot of really good um, Lorraine moments. Okay. Yes. I have two quote or three quotes. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Wait, hand. No, you for can go f- for four. No, episode four. three. I oh, okay, have cool. three. Um, Marianne refusing to go to school after she doesn't get acid dubs. What an iconic move! Like, yes, bitch. Like. They're done with you, so you are done yeah. with them. Like, <laughs> do not yeah. erase that school anymore. They do not deserve you. Oh, my mom, t- my son tells me you're ignoring his messages. Good for you. He doesn't deserve you. Yes, Lorraine. And then Connell later in the episode was like, can't you just be on my side? And she was like, I don't want to be on your side in this. Yeah. And then what I wrote down is, I don't think it's a bad thing that you're feeling bad about this. Uh-huh. I'm like, mom of the year. I know. <laughs> 
Okay, so he they go to the Dubs, and their little scene in the in Rachel's parents' house was just like we all know that. Um, laughing at the dad being like English, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sophie was an English major. So this is a time <laughs> to tell all of our dear listeners that I was an English major, and let me tell you, there were no hot Irish guys running <laughs> around in my department, and I feel like I have been wronged because there wasn't um we'll talk more about this once they go to college so we'll, we'll tag back into that in a minute but um the I think the biggest heartbreak scene in this episode other than obviously him not asking her to the dubs because mm-hmm. that was tough but predictable mm-hmm. was when his friend, which wasn't Rob, the other one, Eric, Eric, when Eric was like, yeah, like we know. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously super sad because he's finding out that it would have been fine. And like, he caused all this pain for no reason, essentially. And then he calls her, which I, the first time I heard this was like, oh my God. Wow. Yes. Call her. So sweet. I'm big fan of a, um, drunk emotional phone call (laughs) i've done it before can't say it's ever worked but and it didn't really work with him either obviously um so we all need to stop doing that i realized the second viewing um which the first viewing the first (laughs) rooster's just using my foot as a ottoman um so on the first viewing i was like (laughs) i hope you didn't need your notes because rooster's using dogs your iPad is a pillow. Um, Harry, you can use my legs as a pillow. There you go. Um, so the first time I watched it, obviously, I was deeply in love with Connell, and Connell could do no wrong. Everything he did was great, whatever. The second watching, I was like, okay, actually, he doesn't apologize. Really? In that phone call. He doesn't. Like, at the end, he says sorry, but I feel like he was apologizing for himself for the emotions like he was saying. Like, for the saying. phone call? Yeah, 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 like, sorry, kind of for all of it, but not, like, I'm sorry I didn't ask you. Well, and, you know? Yeah, and so then I actually really liked, I think it's in episode four or five, whenever they're talking about it, and he's like, apparently everybody would have known, and yeah. she immediately was like, I didn't tell anybody, and he's like, it's fine, no, I know right, you right, didn't. Like I know, right. And then when she was like, I know this is dumb, but did you ever consider asking me to Debs? And he was like, I wish I could say I did, but I didn't. Yeah, that was really sad. I agree with you. I don't think he was, ap- I think he was just apologizing for hurting her. I also think... You know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone is a mm-hmm. cliche for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think that he loved her more than he thought he did. I think for yeah. a while it was probably just like sex and mm-hmm. the like physical communicate, like physical mm-hmm. relationship they had. And then after not being around her for a while, I think he actually missed her. Yeah, no, I And agree. I think that's what that phone call was. And then it ended with like my favorite song from the series, which is Only You by uh, uh, Yes, yeah. which is just such a good. It's a weird song to end, like, a very emotional scene Mm -hmm. on, but... Yeah, no, I agree. So, episode four? Yeah, let's move on to college. So, we're off to college, finally. Oh, my God. Even though I was surprised they spent so much of this episode on... Like, the whole thing was from Connell's perspective, basically. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a fun episode. I would have to say it's my... I think it was my least favorite of the... I did not like it. And yeah, my notes from this are pretty short, but the English class, so when they're in lecture, not in lecture, but they're in discussion, uh, which technically I guess is like a lab class. I don't really know, but uh, it could just be a small class um, that Connell is in where all of these English students are 
using dictionary words and like spouting whatever bullshit's coming out of their mouth is so accurate (laughs) (laughs) from your college days from my experience as an English major no offense to anybody else who's an English major out there but in my experience English majors are the fucking worst they are so pretentious <laughs> no offense to y'all but y'all fucking suck <laughs> no offense and I'm not I mean I was an English major so like I get it but like everyone just had a huge encyclopedia up their ass all the time and like it just what like I could when Connell later was like I don't fit in with these kids like they all none of them read and they just like like spout bullshit I was like granted I didn't read so I was part of the problem. Right. <laughs> but I also wasn't acting like a genius. Like I needed to get my participation points, but I wasn't like using dictionary words. Oh my God. Like this is accurate. This is relatable. Like this is being an English major. Like, oh my God. Like so good for them for accurately getting that. And then after class one day, um, Gareth, who is I, played by Sebastian de Souza, Yes. And was... Leo from the great Leo from the great. Um, so the first time we met him, I obviously didn't notice, but then watched the great and then rewatched the show and was like, Oh, see, I watched the great first. <laughs> oh. So then I saw him on this and I was like, how is he so much hotter as Leo? He's so much hotter as Leo. Although but then I'm like, when I saw Miss Gareth, yeah, yeah. When I saw Miss Gareth, I was like, oh, nice he's to my see you again. <laughs> favorite of Marianne's other boyfriends. And he's For like a Nazi sure. sympathizer. He was, so. <laughs> he was the best by far. And, but I thought this was a moment that literally nobody I've talked to has remembered. So, I mean, I hope somebody out there has realized or noticed this moment. But when Gareth and Connell and a couple other other kids are walking into that cafe or into the school building that has the, like, where they're going to make coffees. The debates, yeah, yeah. The girl protesting, the speaker mm-hmm. coming and handing the flyers out is American. She has an American accent. Then I realized when I rewatched you guys, she's wearing bean boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, that was just like a really funny moment. The two jokes I wrote down was um, Connell on his phone deci- with his mother trying to decide to go to the party. And he's like, they're not like me. They're Trinity students. And she's like, sweetheart, you're a Trinity student. Yeah, like. <laughs> and then when. Connell and Marianne meet, of course, for the first time. Um, she's like, yeah, classic me. Came to college and got, got pretty. pretty. I oh loved that. I, I think that that's when I, in the rewatch, was like, shit, I think I like Marianne more than Connell. Yes. Like, we were both in, you know, we, Sophie and I have scheduled out when we're going to talk about up shows and whatever, and we were both so nervous to record Normal People just because we were like, we're going to be too, it's going to sound like the Connell fan club. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is the case at all and and rewatch I did like Marianne so this episode was the introduction of Marianne's friends uh four or five four and we met fucking Jamie who in rewatch I was able to see like how early he planted like his controlling yes like he's terrible wine scene yeah where he was like she'll have white and like it's like so stupid and so like, like I just want to put on the back of your neck yeah. of situation where you're like well it's like you've been around a couple a guy or a girl I think it's you know whatever where they'll speak on their behalf and you're like I don't fucking care what you have to say like yes and then I do just love that she went to college and like is learning how to make friends yeah I think that the relationships are very believable 
for um, someone who didn't have them before. Yeah. And the only friend I actually like of hers is Joanna, who is wonderful. The best. What a sweetheart. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, that's what is actually pretty interesting is we learn later that, well, I'm sure we could have assumed actually even from this episode that they both, I mean, everybody wants to go to college to like make friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, meet more people that are like them. And Marianne actually did it. Whereas... Connell had a really hard Connell time. Connell had a harder time. Which so. was, I think episode four was also the introduction of Niall. Niall, yeah. Who I loved and was so, it was so nice to see Connell um, just have a friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. someone that. Uh, like a confidant. And, he, and it didn't feel like he was always on the outside, right? Like Eric yeah. and Rob were obviously right, closer yes. friends than. They were more equals, mm-hmm. if all. Um, but yeah. Anything else about No, that's my last note for um, episode four. My heartbreak moment for episode four, because guess what? There's one in every single fucking episode, um, is when, again, Marianne and Connell are at the party, and she's like, well, what's not to like about you? And he's like, I don't know, which is like, he also doesn't quite understand why he's having a hard time. I think that was sad for him. Right, like know? he can't figure out why yeah, he's not he popular. Right, like exactly. he wants to be friends with these right. people. Okay, episode five. Mm-hmm. This is an episode that I liked in hindsight and took next to no notes on. So <laughs> so episode six, they're finally together. My God, we finally made it. <laughs> Halfway through the show. Halfway through the show, they're like actually legitimately together. Well, and except, well they're they're except they're not. They're um, not. They're not exclusive. They're not exclusive when at the beginning, Peggy and Marianne and Connell are all sitting in her living room <laughs> and wildcard Peggy suggests they have a threesome. I died. I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is so funny. Like I am loving the scene. But of course it unfortunately like ended up being sad after Peggy left. I don't know if this is the first time they had this conversation. I feel like they know it's got to be at least a second or third time we've seen them have this conversation about like how she should do things that make her happy, not make him happy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a big oh, old they, problem for her in her life. Yeah. Cause in episode two, when they're yeah. at the ghost and yes. she's like, I would lay down and we're right. You could do whatever, do whatever you, you wanted, wanted to me. And he was like, thing to say. like you see in this scene, I think for the first time how he's like, you shouldn't do things that just make me happy. And she's like, yeah, but like making you happy makes me happy. And you're like, okay, I kind of understand where her thought process is when she's like saying these things or like doing whatever is like, she's just trying to make him happy. And like you said, her thing is acts of service. So yeah, I, yeah, that's, well, that's just what I, I think in the, in the second watching of it. I also think that's like a, a thing that couples fall into I, th- I think that's when you the people are like I don't know I just like lost myself in this person right. I think it is when you, they are the source of your happiness you like put mm-hmm. no person is capable of making another person happy 100% of right. the time like, like you, you're setting the relationship right. up for failure if you're promising to fulfill all of those needs yeah and then he has like a little minor panic attack so in the book he was going to like he like it went through his head that he could hit her and I wish I had the book what? Yeah, I wish I had the book so bad. Like, yeah. Like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I think he thinks, now, I, now I'm going to get it wrong and our listeners are going to freak out at me. But I'm pretty sure that's when he has the moment of, like, I could, like, hit her and she wouldn't leave. Like, he knew he, like, had too much power in the relationship. Wow. Holy shit. But it shit. wasn't, like, a sexual, like, what she wanted. It was, like. Right. A little bit. But more. he they had already which we didn't even talk about how she asked him if he'd ever hit yeah, her. Yeah. While they're in that twin bed. Man, that twin bed sees a lot. So <laughs> I think maybe episode, it was like top I oh man, I'll have to Holy cow. See, this is yet another show. Okay. So 
a little bit later in the episode, the mom, I wrote, I actually feel for the mother when she's like, well, what would you have me do? Re her brother being an asshole. And I'm like, okay, like I get where the mom's coming from about like not understanding how to deal with her son. And the mom is so shitty. Like she doesn't have to be silent. All the, She doesn't have to be so complacent. Um, she really overcorrects in her like not wanting to get involved uh-huh. um, with the two of them. Should I do joke? The two jokes I <laughs> scraped out of this episode or should we do that my heartbreak scene for this episode uh go ahead and do the jokes because i think okay. our heartbreak scene's the same and so we'll we'll talk about okay. it so episode uh, obviously still episode six so after sex when mary is like wow i thought i had feelings for you for a second and con was like oh no mary and you gotta repress all that Loved i was it. like yeah except i'm like are y'all dating <laughs> like feeding into her like oh my god and then um when niall and joanna are having the white male privilege it wasn't funny but it was cathartic Again, mm-hmm. not super 2011, 2012. I don't think, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, bitch, Joanna. Like, you drag this man who does not realize he's still benefiting from this shit. But, um, okay, so then my heartbreak scene was obviously in the pool. Oh, mine was just the breakup. Sorry, I just pulled a Connell on you and said obviously when it was not obvious. <laughs> I have to talk about it since I literally have a note that says this is the second time they've used obviously when in fact nothing is obvious. They use it three times, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but I wish I had a note of the first my, time. My, just, just the, that was what was him because she called him out for like, well, at the beginning, we started the episode, part of Peggy's like, sh- like whole combo with them is like, are you guys dating? Like you, you never touch each yeah. other. And obviously that's what something Marianne wants and something Connell for some unknown fucking reason has a hard time doing. And so he like puts his arm around her at the pool, which was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Like why go for the whole arm? You can just hold her hand. You can put her hand on. There's like much fewer things that he was, his arm just so uncomfortable. And like, then he kind of half starts crying, which I couldn't figure out really what that was about. Was it just frustration? Like, what do you think? Okay, so, and I have this, and we will put this on our the website and the show notes, but I watched a, like, 40-minute interview with Nicholas Holt from The Great and Paul okay. from Normal People where they were talking about filming their respective shows. And Paul actually talks about two scenes. He talks about his therapy scene, and he talks about this pool party scene. Okay. So there was actual dialogue that that um, Paul was saying he was like you know we were we were workshopping the thing but both of our characters even if they're not good communicators with each other all the time they're both really smart right and yeah he was they're like, so was smart nothing that my character could say where Marianne wouldn't say like well what are you talking about and pressing for more mm-hmm. because he needed to think that she didn't want him to move in like the the he needed to not feel like he could ask her to move in right but there was no way the conversation could happen where it wouldn't end up. Right. Him revealing that. And yeah. Marianne obviously would have done anything for him. Right. Right. So right, that's I think thing. that there kind of had to be this silence and awkward thing. And I think him crying was just him realizing that he's going to have to go home. Like because he's, he can't ask he her. He can't ask her. But then he does. Well, then he tells her. Like he tells her that he's going home. He doesn't say like, doesn't here's the issue. So it is like a frustration cry situation. Mm-hmm. I think he's just so frustrated. And I wish they would have talked, again, a little bit of more about, like, the fact that she's living in this giant mm-hmm. flat that her parents own. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, sharing a bedroom. Right. And I think he was also probably just frustrated with, you know, the hand he'd been dealt. Right? Like, he's going to have to go home. And this is something Marianne doesn't even think about. Right. Yeah, no. So I think that that's what the, like, subtext of that yeah, pool scene cry was. Okay, well, what was yours? 
the breakout. Like him leaving and like her with the glass. Like it just like was like, oh, fuck. Because it starts that way and it ends that way. And then they like do the six weeks. So no, the conversation happens in episode seven. Mm -hmm. But her like dropping the glass. Mm -hmm. I was just like, shit. So yeah, we want to move on to episode seven. seven, um, Connell hooking up with the teacher was uncomfortable. I yeah. hated that a lot. Yeah, it was terrible. I also think like something that's like so shocking to me in episode seven, that's when they meet for coffee, right? Yeah. Um, because episode eight, yeah, is Italy. So episode seven is where they meet for coffee and she like is together with Jamie and she like I don't know why they haven't talked. Like her and Connell are not friends, so she's like, Yeah, he hits me in bed, like I like it. I want I'm like, why are you nothing else is happening in your life right now that you have to tell him about your sex life with Jamie and it's fucking weird. Yeah. For Connell. It was a weird open. Mm-hmm. Like opening convo for the two of them who hadn't seen each other in forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also that scene is shot super close up mm-hmm. again. Like it's literally just their faces, which was, I don't know, a choice. And so, wow. Good for Connell. The only two jokes from this episode are things he said. <laughs> Connell says, is that how you describe me to all your friends, the tall guy who fucked you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, which he says at the cafe, and then they announce the Skulls Awards, and the two of them get it, woohoo. And then later, Marion has her friends over to her house for dinner, and Connell appears um, because he's been mugged, and friends leave. Connell and her have this conversation that Maddie had just mentioned about, like, sort of like debriefing what had happened last summer but at the beginning of this whole conversation uh connell says could you not date anyone else i'd rather the guy who mugged me be your boyfriend (laughs) same i hate jamie jamie's the worst so my heartbreak scene which is the last thing i have about this episode back to the cafe marianne telling connell that with him it was because he was like pressing her about the like bdsm stuff that they've got going on um and she was like because he's like i don't know you're into that and she's like well i don't have to play games with you with you it's different this is specifically heartbreaking because she recognizes that they're better together than in her current relationship so it's this like weird catch 22 you know where she's like well i am actually dating someone else but like i'm aware that what we're doing is me playing a part mm-hmm. and well, i think also in that episode isn't that when they also realize that they both misheard, like he thought it was obvious that he was asking. Yes, when they're in her kitchen, yeah. Okay, so the cafe had happened earlier. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't have, they, their little breakthrough, the cafe is more like just, just a chat, knife jabbing at mm-hmm. each other, Um, whereas the dinner bloody Post. nose scene is more like, you know, cathartic, I guess, even though they do kind of fight. Um, yeah, that's when he, they realize their miscommunication. Um, What's so sad when Marianne's like, you said yeah. you wanted to see other people. I thought you were breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, that scene in her kitchen after he got mugged is one of my favorites from the show. I think yeah, um, it's not one. like my single bus scene, but it is one of my favorites because one, it's like such a, I think a real conversation. It goes from like loving to mean, back to loving to then just like heartbreaking like they kind yeah. of go through mm-hmm. this like emotional breakup journey. as usual <laughs> mm-hmm. and then also like how quickly marianne like tells him basically to like fuck off and he's like i i'll leave but, like i still need 
yeah, money. like money to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, because where I, I actually really agreed with Marianne in this. Why was she supposed to assume he wanted her to ask her him to move in? Like she he was definitely right. Yeah, she was a hundred. He was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I, I wasn't as on Team Marianne's side. But the second time, I was like, what? What was she supposed to do? He, he controlled the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. He said like, so I'm gonna have to go home for the summer. Uh, yeah, he's when he brought it up. He brought it up, and he led all of the points, and then he didn't even give her a minute to say, like, oh, do right. you need somewhere to live? It was like he had decided everything. Right. And, yes. like, so I guess you want to see other people. So she was like, well, what the fuck just happened? Right, yeah. Like, why was she supposed to say that? I mean, in con- like, yelling at Connell, not you. I know right, you're right. wrong. No, 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 I know. That was just, the, like, the first time where I was like, Connell, you were so fucking in the wrong. Yeah, If you no. still wanted to date. And also, whenever him and Niall were talking, and Niall was like, you stay there four or five nights a week, like, you're exclusive. Right. And he was like, this is an episode six, but like, and he was like, no, we're not. And I'm like, what were they so scared of by labeling themselves as exclusive? I have no fucking idea. Well, and uh, yeah, I, his anxiety is a minefield. Yeah. Um, so and that's when she, he was, she was like, obviously you could have. Yeah. She was like, you can stay with me. Like, obviously always, I would do that. Yeah, and he was like, it wasn't obvious. And I'm like, yeah, no. Y'all have made it not obvious. It was obvious to the viewers. Obvious to everyone else. I knew that if he asked, friends. she would say Both yes. of your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, episode eight. Let's move on to Italy. All right. Ugh, Italia. So I thought this was so cute. Connell and Niall, little backpacking bros. Also, Italy was just a lovely It was like a nice setting. break of scenery. Yeah, nice break. Actually, see the sun. Well, unlike and, and then the next two, ni- episode nine and ten, are just both so dark that it was yes, nice to have we needed it. this like c- cinematic break. Yeah. Like the direction changed. Um, and I know that we... <sighs> Don't agree on this because you read the book, so you had more like context, and the book was written wrote Helen a little bit differently. But this yes. is the first time we see Connell because he mentions to Marianne that he's dating someone in the previous episode in their little kitchen fight. But um, this is the first time we actually like see hear, yeah. hear him talk about her, and he's still dating Helen, we, although we haven't s- actually seen her yet. But you know, he needs to call. Well, she her. like cleans up his scars, but she doesn't say oh, anything. You're right? She's just at the end of okay, the episode. So we have seen her. Okay. And I never believed Connell and Helen for a minute. Like, not one minute. I'm like, well, this is just a whole... I mean, I never believed that either Marianne was going to stay with either of the guys she was with either. But, like, I at least felt like I d- couldn't tell how long those relationships were last. Where, as Connell and Helen, I was, like, just biding time. I'm like, when is this going to end? Yeah, see, in the book... I liked Helen a lot because he was so happy when he was talking about Helen. Like, she just made him feel less anxious. Like, the way that he was written. Right. Like, he was more confident in the relationship. He knew where she stood. They were exclusively dating. Really clear. Like, everything was so clear. And I was like, this is, like, I I wanted him back with Marianne because obviously, like, the chemistry that they have and the love that they shared was, like, so beautiful. But, like, I wasn't mad about Helen. I liked Helen in the book, at least. Right. Well, I feel like we never got him talking about her. I think it's because it was all in his, it, his he was head. his head, and he was like so excited to like write her. Let, like, I mean, he was so excited to get to talk to Helen. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious. Any listeners who also read the book and liked Helen, please, yeah, sh- shoot us a tweet or a DM or something. Yeah. I don't want to be the the crazy one, but in the show, I wasn't. She yeah. was like a not. I get why you were like. Whenever I said I liked Helen, like and you whatever. were like, "Who?" Yeah, like I totally you. understand why your uh, <laughs> reaction wasn't. Um. Yeah. Plus, it feels like all of her. Literally, every time she's in in the show, she's like her location in the shot is like in a shadow. She's at, she's, <laughs> she's like on the outside shot of it in the shadows all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh God. So anyway, 
Marianne and Connell go to town and we get um, the one joke of this episode, which is Marianne saying, you can borrow Jamie's bike. I'll just raise the saddle a bit or a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, ah, a short joke. Um, and then I just noted that when they were leaving, they, well, their whole conversation about, you know, this is the main time when they're sitting in the little piazza where they have the conversation about money, money and wealth and how it's changed Connell. Um, perspective and how Marianne admits that like maybe she you know needs to be more sensitive to that blah blah blah. I don't really have much more to say about it, but I liked that Marianne said because I think um, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I like how she was like you just need to figure out what you are comfortable with and what you think is fair and work for that. Like instead yeah. of trying to just like be angry at the system, mm-hmm. just figure out because like and I get like how con- how weird it must be for Connell to live in like this two bedroom house with the rain mm-hmm. and then share a bedroom in college and then now he has a a scholarship where he's going to have like free housing Mm -hmm. free school and can travel like Mm -hmm. he's going to museums and doing all this stuff so I can understand how you would feel not like um it would feel like someone else's life yeah for sure and so I like that that Marianne doesn't like diminish his feelings on that but instead just then says like figure out if this is what you're okay with and if you are then let's right. not talk about it anymore and if you're not then like figure out what you think is fair and go for right yeah yeah like and because her points are valid like you do deserve this. Like, don't you think mm-hmm. that students shouldn't be given the opportunities who haven't, which is like really valid. Yeah. Um, at the end, they get back on their bikes and Marion is still holding her ice cream, which is the most insane thing. I'm like, nobody, you would wait. Yeah. You would you finish, would finish the ice, the ice cream. cream. You're not going to ride on cobblestone <laughs> holding an ice cream cone, whatever. Anyway, whatever. Marion and, uh, Marianne cold frozen treats. <laughs> she cold not treats are not, how no. I would handle them. They, we have a whole segment. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're talking about this later. They had a sex choreographer. They obviously an did not coach. have yeah. an intimacy coach. They obviously sex did not have <laughs> an ice cream coach. Yeah, no, she could have given me a call or you a call, and we could have told you know, her real the right way quick. to eat ice cream or a popsicle because yeah, she fucks it up twice. Yeah. Um. So okay. So then. The dinner scene, which we love a dinner scene. Love a dinner scene. Love. We could do a compilation of all the dinner scenes. We I feel like I related most love. to Peggy in this scene when she uh, was like, look I at all I've Peggy. done. And it was like she shelled something <laughs> and she like, cut, like that was it. Like she, she was like, I really slaved. And then also like when she went in after Marianne, because the boys are being like, all their big dicks are out and they're just being absolute assholes to each other. And Marianne goes inside and Peggy follows her and is like, are you going to do something <laughs> like it's awful out there i was yeah, like, like man peggy i feel you girl yeah. um and but the dinner Oof. uh the dinner was a lot jamie was in his prime rare form that rare jamie. form i feel like uh, for someone who's so controlling and narcissistic it is uncomfortable when they get drunk like jamie yeah. being drunk and then also it's being worse. a dick like he was so secretively manipulative and emotionally mm-hmm. abusive in from episode four to episode eight and i feel like the minute he had too much to drink it was just like well fuck everybody i'm going to show you how terribly i treat her in front of everybody and she had already told us in the episode before and we're in the cafe that he's really mm-hmm. intimidated by Connell, Connell. which that's an accurate thing to be um Although what I think is okay, I think it's funny that you said you would be Peggy because I actually think that you would be Niall. Oh, just trying to make it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Being like, huh, well, you know, it's fine. Like we'll go, we'll go down to Pisa. Like it's yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'd probably be a Niall. 
right, right, right. And he's like, because Jamie's clearly being a dick. And, mm-hmm. and Niall's just kind of like, <laughs> all right, man. Like, he's trying to save everybody in this yeah. conversation. Yeah, Niall does it a few times. He does it at um, yeah. her birthday dinner in the last episode where he's yes. like, you get a pony. <laughs> uh, I'm just going <laughs> off of what I a get for A race car, a pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm just going off my own list. Uh, um, God, I love Niall. Okay, so. How okay. do you even want to start this? How do you want to start your dinner dinner scene oh. fight? The oh, fight? can I talk about the fight? I'm done talking about it. You can talk about it as much as you want. Whenever, well, because we don't know her relationship with her dad. Like, nope. We know that it's abusive, and she goes into it, I'm assuming, in the scene you're going to talk about. But, um, yeah. So we don't know that yet. No. But the way that Jamie fills up the wine glass all the way to the top and mm-hmm. then drops everything, you're just like, he's such, such like, a dick. He's such a dick. He is so dismissive to her. And, like, the. Even, like, down to, like, oh, you forgot the cream. Like, he never thought, like, I can run inside and do it. Like, just that episode, right. that moment for me, I think is when Connell knew he, like, not won, but, like, <laughs> there was no coming back for Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Marion right. puts up with a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think she can put up with that. Yeah. And I think much. Connell knew that. Yeah. So, okay. So, this all leads to Marianne staying in Connell's room that night, which, I guess, what a choice. Um, because yeah, Peggy's there. <laughs> first of all, Peggy's there. Second of all, obviously, um, she's been sleeping with Jamie, so he also knows that she's not sleeping with him. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that, like, it's, like, funny on TV shows when they do something that gets so far from what you would do, right? So, like, my first choice would be, like, okay, Connell, will you sleep in Niall's room, and I'll take your room. Like, y'all literally share a room. Right. I don't know. Well, no, but if I was being selfish... I would, I would do this. But I love how she did that, and then they both slept in their underwear. Like, it was like, she was so worried about sharing the bed with her, but not worried right. enough to, like, put Wearing PJs a on. Right, yeah, like, what? Like, you're still going to be naked? Naked, yeah. Like, I was like, you're, you didn't want to share a bed with him, and then you're just wearing a bra and underwear. Yeah, also, I'm pretty sure that bed could be two beds. Like, it was two, two beds. beds pushed together, which is a very European. Just push them apart. Like, it's not a big deal. But, so, this scene, when I was first watching it, was the first time that the illusion of Connell was like kind of shattered for me a little bit which speaks to my revelation that his entire character was not feels not accurate to what an 18 19 20 year old dude would how he would react emotionally to things um because this feels accurate Mm -hmm. (laughs) when marianne is like explaining to him about how her family is abusive and like that whole background a little bit and his gut reaction to her is physical comfort you know um which like you mentioned is obviously one of their love languages but um his instinct to just like kiss her and stuff instead of like talking it out or just sort of I don't know being there for her in a different way yeah that I was like this makes sense like this was the wrong the wrong move but this checks out for like being realistic to me anyway I don't know what did you think about the whole scene so my, the biggest takeaway that I had from that scene was when she was like opening up about her family and talking about how horrible it is and how they, she's unlovable and all of that stuff. And Connell's like first reaction was like, well, what did you do? Like, what, what did you say to, like, like him? Yeah, I, think I had mixed feelings about that. I don't necessarily, I think it's age appropriate, right? Like, right. I think it's very much. Like on the, the one hand, like I would also be like asking for more context, even though it's not the right thing to say sometimes. Right. Well, and also I think because it's so foreign to him, I think mm, because Marianne in point. school and the Marianne that like the world sees is so assertive and like mm-hmm. cringe and will say whatever's on her mind and do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he can picture her being 
like passive about passive something. about it and yeah. like how and also I think because he has a healthy relationship with his mom I don't think it's rash like I don't think he can wrap his head around someone's mom treating them like that yeah no it makes no sense to and any so of I think us. he was just trying to just like I think he was just trying to justify it because he does love her so then when he confront he conf- comforted her with kissing and all that stuff I think it's because that's that's the number one way they can communicate right like yeah they have a hard time f- talking Sometimes, which I actually wrote in my notes earlier, like, it's they're confusing to me because sometimes they can have these, like, super deep, meaningful conversations, and other times it's, like, impossible to say. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's, like, hit or miss. But I think that they always connect on a sexual level, and I think he just wanted to, like, not have her hurt, which it's shocking to me that she stopped it. I'm not surprised by that. Really? Yeah. I was, even both times I watched it, I was shocked that she stopped it because he's the one with the girlfriend. Yeah, but, like, her boyfriend is there. Oh, I kind of assumed that her and Jamie just broke up. Like, that dinner, uh, they were done. I couldn't tell. And I didn't factor Jamie in at all. Like, <laughs> I didn't... I think that Jamie was a... Re- I think that because Jamie had stuck around for so long and, like, was literally just waiting for his, like, slot to, like... It's yeah. like a How I Met Your Mother sketch, right? Like, you just wait long enough until the girl's yeah. single and then you can slip in. So, I don't think... I think Jamie was, like, a, um, a distraction for her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever actually... Well liked him in a romantic sense i do think she liked him as a friend at the beginning yeah well i don't know my take on on her in this situation which like i can really relate to marianne a lot in this show um including like in this scene of like feeling vulnerable and like having to have a hard conversation sort of like out of the blue like it's not a conversation about them right she's like admitting like dark stuff about her Mm -hmm. her family or like personal stuff really i mean for her it's dark but you know whatever um and i just feel like sometimes in those moments like you actually just want to hug you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's actually what she wanted. Like, she just wanted a hug. She didn't necessarily want to be, like, hugging up with Connor, which was going to, like, be a whole new set of, like, emotional... That makes sense. You know, I chaos. I of it that way. Um, yeah. Whereas, because that's... It was... That's not what this moment was about. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't like, I missed you. Jamie sucks. Like, it was, like, my family is abusive, you know? And so, I feel like since that's kind of where she was mentally, I, I understood at least why she was like, let's not, even though I'm pretty sure she maybe stopped because of Helen, but I understood her being like, nah, we need to like, like cut this out. Um, but anything else about episode eight? No, that's really all I have. I mean, I just loved seeing them in Italy. <sighs> Italy was great. I would recommend for you specifically reading the chapter in the book where they're in Italy. I think okay. you would like to hear sure. their thoughts about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Episode nine. Episode nine opens with... I... Maddie hated Fucking episode nine. Fucking hate episode nine. Sweden. Okay, so we're in Sweden. Marianne is basically doing like a study abroad term. And I must say, it started off very strong because she was in the chicest black turtleneck I have ever seen. <laughs> I want it so badly. It was amazing. Uh, after that, it was pretty downhill. Aesthetically, <laughs> it was a beautifully shot episode. Aesthetically, it was beautiful. Um, in the jokes, I listed that every single like, uh, B-roll shot of Sweden is just mountains of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget we're in Sweden. Don't forget we're in Sweden, and it's just snow. Just snow. Snow all the time. Okay, so a lot of weird stuff happened in this episode. Like, we get to see Marianne really with her... Her, like, BDSM stuff sort of, like, takes on a whole new level and a little bit of, like, depression mixed in there. Like, it's just, like, a really... Quite a cocktail of, of emotions for Marianne. And not to... I mean, if you've seen Fleabag, great, because it's a very small Fleabag Marianne comparison, but they both wanted to be told what to do mm-hmm. when they're, like, in the deep parts of their depression, which uh, maybe that's a normal coping 
thing? I think when you, when every decision you feel like you're making is wrong, is r- wrong it's or so overwhelming. much easier yeah. to just be like, if someone could do these, if, if, if I fuck up, then it's not my fault. It, it, right, it's detached. I think you just get tired Which of it being Fleabag your fault. and Marianne both detach yeah. um, a lot to cope. So also in this episode, Rob commits suicide. Um, I think it's at the end of the episode you find out about Rob's suicide because episode 11 is, is the funeral. Oh, I mixed up the episode numbers for a minute because I was like looking at the episode. This thing. one's just literally all her with like Lucas and their weird sex things and then Connell and Helen just being like a couple. That's all episode nine is. Is her with Lucas and being like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then it, I think it ends um, with New Year's Eve where he gets someone yes. text him that's like, okay, hey, okay, it's, right, it's like right. foreshadowing. Um, yeah, okay, so, um, the heartbreak moment for me in episode nine was 18 minutes in, Marianne is in the photo studio and, um, just has, like, the saddest face, and you're like, this is rock bottom, this is rock bottom for her, and some props to Daisy or, um, Edgar Jones. If I was 21 and not good at acting. I mean, my God. And then... Connell's, ab- I feel like I've talked about Connell and his emotional depth way too much in this episode, so I'm really sorry, but Connell, you, you, we get a lot of voiceover with them, they're actually, like for the first the time. They're reading emails yes. back and forth. They're reading emails and also, oh yeah, they're reading it emails back It bums me out that I hate this episode, because I do think it's the one that's the most mirrored to the book. Yeah, they're, well, because I really, yeah, I really enjoyed hearing their emails. That was really nice. And in one of them, really close maybe overlapping with the scene where she's like in the photo studio, Connell, it's just, he's like, I, he, it's his email and he's reading it and he's like, I haven't heard from you in a long time. And basically it's the most amazing apology I've ever heard, which totally negates me thinking, Oh, thank God. They finally had a realistic scene where he reacted to something in the immature boy way. No, he then goes one episode later and fucking apologizes for it unasked in the most beautiful, thoughtful way over apologizing. Basically he apologizes for even like, he's like, I'm so sorry that he's like, I, I wasn't sensitive enough about your family. You really opened up to me. I didn't respond correctly. That's totally on me. Like he 100% shouldered the blame. He's like, I should have reacted differently. I really regret it. If I could go back and change it, I would. That was the wrong move. I am so sorry. I really miss you. Like blah, 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 blah. Just like the whole thing was everything that you would want to hear. hear. It was just, oh my God. If Mormon could figure out how to apologize like that, like the divorce rate would vaporize. I'm very confident. You texted me that when you were, when we were <laughs> yeah. watching this. It was like, like out of context. Oh you were just like, if people God. could apologize like Connell in episode nine. That's all I have to say about episode nine. I literally, my two notes for episode nine were the sweeted episode and her relationship with Lucas. Ew. <laughs> the only thing I liked about this episode was the apology. Yeah, so, so gorgeous. You got it. I mean, the scenery was pretty and like that was it. Episode 10, yep. you know, is my favorite episode. I love episode 10. So it starts with. Which is, it's a sad episode, but it starts with Rob's, which we haven't talked about Rob a lot, but in hindsight and watching it, knowing what happens, they do allude to the fact that Rob's depressed Mm -hmm. and like always, because when Connell is back living Mm -hmm. in Sligo, it's very obvious that Rob's not okay. But like, I don't know if you would have known that if you weren't looking for it. When you watched the episode, were you surprised that Rob committed suicide? Um, Or were you surprised that a minor character got like a whole episode, I guess? I mean, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, 
that scene in the bar where he wants to have another drink. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hugely surprised just because as a literary device or whatever, like as a plot device, it totally made sense. Yeah, I will say like a confession. So. I don't think I've told you this. When I was reading the book, I was relieved that <laughs> that Rob committed suicide, not because I wanted anybody to die, but I knew that if then Rob died, then Connell and Marianne wouldn't commit suicide. And I was so terrified like a suicide pact no 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 the book chapter about sweden was so brutal and Uh like hearing marianne's thoughts and being with her on that i was so worried that she was Mm. i didn't know how the book was gonna end all i had heard was that it wasn't happy and you know what i mean like i i didn't know any spoilers and so i was just terrified she was either gonna get pregnant because they in the book they allude to it a lot that she could get pregnant like like yeah like random things and then speaking of we just totally forgot this very funny moment from Lorraine wherever he's like did you ever make a high school mistake and she was like you are my high school school mistake mistake. (laughs) but um so I was really worried that they were they were going to go down a a more depressive path for them and so once Mm -hmm. Rob did it I was like well they're not going to kill it was like some relief yeah it was like okay now I at least know that both of these characters will be alive at the end of this yeah so I thought that the storytelling of episode 10 was really smart in that it starts with him in therapy, and you're kind of, because that, that's a little bit how the book was, where it'll just start, and they'll be broken up, and you'll be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, did I yeah. miss something? And so I liked the story of, like, learning about the downfall of the relationship through his therapy session. I also thought Paul's acting in this was mm, so good. next level yeah. brilliant. And, like, him admitting, like, I don't know why they don't like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody here likes me was so right. was so great. <laughs> All of my moments are heartbreak except for one. I was so annoyed because, you know, I was a Helen fan and defended her. So then her being upset that she didn't get a bigger role at his friend's funeral. Oh, I wrote that down as one of the funny lines. It, it, <laughs> it's funny, but also, like, what the fuck? What was no, he no, supposed no, was to sad. do? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, Helen says, if you didn't want me to be there, then you shouldn't have invited me. And then Connell says, well, then I'm sorry I invited you. I'm sorry you didn't have a good time, but, like, it was a funeral. What did you expect? Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and, like, it's just so annoying that Helen, like, I, like well, you gave Marianne a hug. It's like, well, Marianne also knew Rob. And I totally felt for Connell when he was, when Hel- he was, like, I can't believe all of our fights come back to this even now. Like, mm-hmm. even now at my, my friend's, friend's funeral, yeah. you're still going to make this about Marianne. Right. Um, I did love the long extended hug that they got because I think he just missed his friend like after Italy and hearing all of that stuff about her. He hadn't seen her in so long. Mm -hmm. Well, although my favorite moment, which I put on my Instagram when I was watching this, is at 625, I invite everyone to go (laughs) back and review when it's just off frame when Connell and Marianne are in their like long hug you see Rachel uh-huh. sitting in the pew, like, just behind them, and she, like, rolls her eyes at them in the most subtle way, and it is so funny. I was like, yes, Rachel, I feel you. Like, I would be you. Like, I also would be rolling my eyes at this embrace, but yeah. whatever. Another part that just broke my heart was that Connell, like, wasn't able to come up with any emotion yeah. when Helen dumped him. Like, he couldn't even, he just, like, couldn't react. Yeah. And I think because like I said like in the book it was so he was so happy with her Mm -hmm. and I think they probably just didn't want what was the point of making us like Helen for one episode but um that was like just very heartbreaking to me and then like the dad when the dad said something to Connell at the funeral yeah he's like you're a good man yeah and that was just like fuck yeah that was hard to watch what did you think about the fact that they put their respective depression episodes back to back I think it had to happen only because they spent three episodes in high school. So I think if it would have come earlier, it wouldn't have made sense for their age. 
So I think that for their age wise, I think when you're around 21, 22, like 20 to 22, you do start to realize that like, okay, these feelings don't, um, just like magically go away. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially like, because I thought it was smart that they did Marianne's like probably just a depressed person Mm -hmm. and Connell's was triggered by something. You're not a quote unquote like depressed person. You're not right. right, It's like a one, there's a source source for it. So that's why I thought it was okay. Um, in, so kind of back to when Helen and, and, um, Connell are having their little fight and she says, why do you act so weird around her? Mm -hmm. I.e. Marianne. And Connell says the way I act around her is my normal personality. Like that was that was the moment where I'm like, this relationship's over. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he says, maybe I'm just a weird person. And I wrote, okay, Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. So in therapy, he says he felt alienated by his high school friends because he wasn't essentially because he wasn't an asshole to girls. So, do we think that? Connell explaining this specific dynamic to the therapist in a way is like, all right, follow me here. I know. Follow me here. Okay. So in high school, his friends were in the boys will be boys category Mm -hmm. and Connell was the silent and sensitive one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they left high school and because Connell never stepped in to behavior correct basically except for that one time when they're at the dubs and the guys basically call him out for like he's like why have you been so weird about this stuff recently but he doesn't actually say well because it's wrong that you do this Mm -hmm. because he didn't he knew that what they were doing was wrong but he doesn't actually help them behavior correct did that indirectly eventually lead to rob's having a hard time connecting with people after college, like could it have contributed to the fact that he didn't have a girlfriend or whatever, just because that sort of is part of the snowball of him not being there for him. It started in high school when he knew he was, his friend was an asshole, but he was in no way trying to step in. And so that this all indirectly has, he has told himself that all of this indirectly led to this suicide. Like he's counting that as part of his guilt yeah I think that Connell holds a lot of residual guilt because I do think he thinks that he could have made them like air quotes like better people right but I don't know I hadn't thought of it that way I just couldn't figure out why he bothered to like explain that yeah because this episode also has this is my favorite episode and it has my single best scene in it have you talked about your single best scene oh yeah we passed it I don't know if we were I thought we were I know I don't know I mean we passed it so I just like we can talk about it or just touch on why I think it's well no do you want me to just save my single best scene for the end yeah let's just save it it. um there is one thing I will say in the therapy is I felt like it really explained high school Connell in a sense that I don't think he was trying to be cruel I think he was so insecure in his head and he didn't want to rock the boat with Marianne Mm -hmm. so I think he thought like it I feel like that was the first time where I was able to be like oh he could have dated we knew the audience knew his friends knew that he could have dated Marianne and none of them would have cared Mm -hmm. right we talked about that earlier in this episode but I think it was when he was talking about how he didn't really get along like him and his friends didn't have a lot in common but they were just school friends Mm -hmm. it to me just showed how fucking insecure he was in high school which I think when someone's like so hot and popular and all that stuff you don't accredit that to them which is like whatever a disservice but in that interview that he does with Nicholas Holt in real life, Paul was talking about doing the scene and how important it is for him and that he thinks it's like, it was just really nice for him to be able to talk about mm-hmm. um, 
mental health issues, especially in yeah. men, like in young men, right, yeah. who are so like avoidant of that yeah, topic. That's true. It was also really sad to like watch him explain out loud that like he can't go home but can't stay here. Mm-hmm. Dublin, yeah, which sad. I thought was really, really, really smart foreshadowing for why he would go to New York. Yeah, no, they had to put that in there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'd be like, what the fuck are you leaving? But whenever he like sees his mom and can't stop crying, it's like mm-hmm. you're reminded that he's not that old. Yeah. Like he's still like, yeah, he's a little baby. baby. Episode 11, they are hanging out in si- Sligo. Sligo. Hanging out in Sligo, which I Google mapped it is a two and a half hour drive from Dublin. Oh, so he was going back every weekend. It's not close, which and it's it's literally like coast, oh, nearly like coast to coast in Ireland. Like it's Dang. it's really far for Ireland. So that's why she was like, "Why do you keep coming yeah, back?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a big deal. So I really liked episode eleven. I thought they were. It was the first time they like felt like friends, even though yeah, it didn't last very long. It was kind of forgettable for me, honestly. Like I'm even looking at my notes, and I watch it this week, and I'm kind of like. So oh, it's this episode where yeah. they have the the hot scene. Like it, not, no scene that I've ever watched on TV has looked more uncomfortable temperature wise to shoot than this one. And I think I heard in an interview that it was hot when they were filming a lot of these scenes. I would believe that. Yeah. So basically, episode eleven is them just being friends back in Sligo. It's really just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the scene that we're going to spend the most time talking about is when they're laying in his bedroom, yeah. watching the football game makeup or scene. I guess. I don't know. It's like they both are single and they both kind of like fall into this temptation. So one thing I loved about the scene was, so at the night before when they're at the bar and he like walks away, Mm -hmm. she actually says what she was thinking. She said out loud, I wanted you to kiss me. Yeah. Which is huge for Marianne. Right. Instead of us just being like, what the fuck is going on? Right. (laughs) And him being like, I guess I can see that like. And I don't remember if it's in this episode where they were like, our friendship would be easier if one it's of us one. wasn't always he trying to it. sleep with the yeah, other Yeah, it's in this one. Well, no, they say it twice. Yeah, I love that. they say that. it at the beginning, uh, at the beginning of college, where you're like, it's going to be hard to be friends if, if one, one of us, us is always and trying to sleep And then they immediately the had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in this, in this scene, when Marianne said it that time, this time Connell said it and was like, our relationship would be a lot easier if things were different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. That's like the story of everyone's relationship. Um, but yeah, the scene is hot, like temperature hot, stuffy. She eventually opens the window and um, I mean, nothing seems worse than hanging out in your friend's room while he watches a rugby game. Like mm-hmm. she literally shoot me like, no, thank you. Well, but and like sweating. <laughs> right. And it seems like so she lives in a, like they've said at a vulture. I don't know if it's technically like a mansion by like, not by us standards, but by Ireland. I, I don't they, know. They, they, the keep difference. they keep calling it a mansion. I bet. Like, Can we watch the game there? Right. Like yeah, granted, like her house is like a toxic bed yeah, or whatever. But, but so, well, um, the popsicles happen first. Right? He goes and gets a popsicle, and that's when they are sitting in the bed, and they start talking. And they start talking about the different types of lonely, which yes. I thought was a really smart conversation, how it was like, yeah. I was never lonely with mm-hmm. you. I was frustrated, but I wasn't lonely. Yeah, that was... I feel like they've gone through so much that it's like, what are you going to lose by telling the truth right. about y'all dating first year? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about popsicles? Oh, my God. Okay. What haunts me the most is Marianne setting down a half-eaten popsicle <laughs> in, like, 100 degree heat, high humidity on the floor of Connell's bedroom. Why would you do that? I Why would you set down a popsicle, period? It's like that scene is, gr- like that scene has like a great sex scene in it. They have like a fight. They have a not mm-hmm. fight. They have, it, it, and so traumatically. They work through a lot of stuff. 
And then it ends. Like, and the thing that I will tell you the most that I remember from that episode is that motherfucking popsicle on the ground. Yeah. And his putting it on his desk. Okay, I was like, who cleans this room? I know. He puts his down too, but at least his is on a desk. Hers is on the floor, literally right next to her shoes. I know. I was like, why wouldn't you just finish it or put it in the trash or say like. Why wouldn't you finish it? Popsicles are so small. Oh my God. It makes no sense again. Mm-hmm. Normal people, you should have consulted <laughs> a dessert choreographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We could move past that, I guess. I was more upset by that than the than anything else in the show. Yeah. Um, something that was really relatable for me, what Marianne said when they were talking about, you know, I wish you would have kissed me the night before, is her starting that off by actually asking Connell if he was annoyed with. Like, mm-hmm. I've done this in situations where that something hasn't gone the way I wanted and I feel like it was my fault. I blame myself and assume it's because I was annoying. I always assume it's like an extrovert thing. I do that too. So yeah. I don't, yeah. But you're an extrovert. I know. No, but so, I'm saying that I like right, right, right. relate yeah, yeah. to that. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, I automatically uh, assume I did something right. that was, I did something and it's because I was being too much or too loud or too talkative or I said something that annoyed you or like whatever. And so her assuming that she annoyed him I was like, yeah, I can really relate to that. And I understand that's like, that was the path her brain was going down was, I don't understand why he wouldn't have kissed me. It must have been me. And in fact, like it was also him in his head, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like wanting to preserve their friendship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> the joke that I wrote down was Mary was when Marianne said, I don't go in for grudges. And Connell says, lucky for me. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. So, okay. Um, are we done with episode 11? No. Okay. I have a heartbreak scene. Okay. So, they start to have sex, and then it gets weird. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't. My copy and paste in my notes in. Okay. Can you imagine if we didn't talk about. Whole paragraph of two paragraphs about this. So, okay. Um, Can you imagine though if we didn't talk about this part and then release the podcast and people were like, wait a second, this was like the turning point for the, for their relationship. (laughs) Okay. So this is the number one most heartbreaking moment, like heartbreak scene for me for this whole show. Like if I just had to pick one, it was, they're hooking up again, which it did feel a little too good to be true. Like it was a little too easy. And that instinct was correct. <laughs> the path that they start to go down conversationally while they're hooking up. Honestly, my first heartbreak was when she was like, once again, repeating her little, you can do whatever you want to me shtick, which I was like, again, Marianne. And then him finally agreeing, which we've talked about this before. And I know you pointed out that you think, I mean, I'm not putting words in your mouth. You can just say that. I think he just wants to do whatever's going to make her happy. Well, I also think, and as you were saying this, I was thinking they know each other so well. Connell has like a paralyzing fear of making a decision and making any choice. So why does she think he would enjoy making all of the choices for her? Right. Like being able to do whatever. Like, I think he would prefer the other way around. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like Connell's not, um, He's not a confident person. Like, he's literally at Trinity as an English major because she said, you should study English, you read books, and you should go to Trinity. I'm like, so the fact that she's like, you can do whatever you want to me, and he's like, yeah, I know. Well, at the beginning, that conversation that I said that was like deja vu of my life, where he was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have a hard time deciding in the moment. Afterwards, I can do it, but in the moment, yeah. So, God. So, I don't really know what she thought he was going to be able to do. I don't know. I whatever so okay so that was heartbreaking to me because he finally and whether it is just because he's trying to make her happy or just like 
going along with it, but that was a little, because all the other times she has said that he's pushed back and he's been like, no, you need to do what makes you happy. Like he really holds the line on that in all the other scenes. And so this time for him to roll over, I was just like, oh, fucking hell. Like, no, Connell, like, oh God. And so, but again, like realistic, mm-hmm. but come on, Connell's on another level already. Why can't we just like keep him on this like pedestal, but whatever. So that happens. And then she asks him to hit her, which they were in this same twin bed. I feel like there's a whole subtext about this twin bed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they were in this twin bed together in high school when she said, you would never hit me, would you? Mm -hmm. Or you would never hit a woman. She didn't specify herself. And that was like an abuse question, Mm -hmm. right? And then when she actually asks him to hit her later, it's like a sex thing. But the parallels are obviously there. And it sort of really highlights how time has passed. Like, they have grown up a lot in the past four, five, six years, however long. And they're both different, but they're both the same. So he says no, obviously, thank God. And his reaction was, like, really believable to me. And, like, also just, like, the whole... But her reaction was surprising to me because I guess I just... Him being like, that's weird. I get him saying that. But then her being so embarrassed, like everything I guess made sense. It was just like, it was like they had all of this pressure in this room and it was like a, like it like just boiled over and they were like, yeah, the moment was kill. Like it was so interesting how quickly it went from being like sexy to being like awkward. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like a, a f- like literally at the flip of a yeah. switch. Well, doubling down on why I found this to be really hard to stomach this scene where she asked him to hit her as we got like an extra helping of her out loud in the cafe a couple episodes ago saying no like I don't need to do that stuff with you with you like it's real and so then her bringing that into their relationship it just made it seem then she no longer felt like their relationship was this amazing undeniable thing and in fact the coping mechanisms she needed to use to get through her relationships with these other guys she was bringing in which I'm like okay so do you actually not love him anymore like what's going on here and Mm -hmm. I I don't think necessarily that was like consciously what was going on with her but like as the viewer I was like we've already talked it out about how you don't need to do this stuff with him because you trust him so much. So then when she actually did do it a couple, a year or however, whatever timeline is we're on here later was just like really sad because like maybe, I don't know if she just like lost her ability to recognize what this was supposed to feel like. I, and I kind of think it was that it's like, it had been so long since, because based on the relationships we see, nobody treats her well except for Connell. <laughs> that's what I was. So I really like what you just said. And I hadn't thought of it that way at all. And I, that's, like a really smart take. I had just taken it, I think a little bit more surface level in that her idea of love is simultaneous with abuse, right? To me, it was almost like she was ripping the bandaid off. Like you're eventually going to hit me if I ask mm. for it. Maybe then I can control it. Right. Cause I'm asking for it. Because I'm asking it. for it. Yeah. Then it won't be like, you're going to oh turn. So I didn't, I read it more in terms of like, she views those things as simultaneous mm-hmm. versus the game. But I think both are. Yeah. No, no. I mean, but yeah, both can be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or like neither can be true. She used to be like, yeah, <laughs> fucking who fucking into knows, it. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like, it's totally fine if that's what you're into, and like, no big deal. But like, not to shame, but like, just for their specific dynamic, no, it yeah, was yeah, yeah, never, you know, part of it. But well, and um, you're right. She had made such a big deal about how she didn't need it out. that right. with Connell. Right. Your turn. What happens after all this? So she runs home. Which I again get a fucking car. I think she got a car. No, I, she, no, she like ran through like the field or whatever. The field. 
Um, so she goes home and her and Alan, her older brother, have a spat. And for whatever reason, he's just like on one. Oh, he was like, why isn't this I know, when he, he tells her not to t- date Connell? Yeah, which is so, which I don't even know how I feel about because it's just reinforcing negative stereotypes about men with mental health. Like it's so fucking yeah. annoying that, and I mean, I think it's, you know, again, it's of the times and yeah. it well, makes sense. Yeah, but I'm like, like, what is Connell doing walking around? Like being like, yeah. I go to therapy. Like, I'm like, how did Alan even know? I don't know. I I wondered that. I was like, how did he know? And then it also, but it also doubles down on, on the brother being like controlling, mm-hmm. like in his abuse. So he, so this has my heartbreak moment of um, this episode. Um, so he obviously runs in the room, slams the door. She gets hit in the face, gets a bloody nose, calls Connell. Possibly broken. Possibly broken, calls Connell. And of course, it's so sweet how Connell's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not calling about that. Like I, <laughs> right, right. it's like she doesn't like, care. Like, like they don't even uh, talk about it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. They like never address that scene because she, you know, then he, he knows about her family life. Mm-hmm. So when she says, you know, I, uh, if I need you, whatever, I'm hurt. And he, the part that got me is he's like, you know, go sit in the car, whatever. And then slamming Alan up against the, the door and being like, if you come near her, I'll kill you. Like I will kill you. Like that's all you need to know. And then the camera panning to the mom and being like, the mom has chosen, like, the mom was there yeah. for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. As she heard every part of the fight. She and like Connell had to come in and tell her mm-hmm. son basically to fuck off. Yeah. Was so heartbreaking for me and made it believable that then in episode twelve, when Marianne and her would cross paths and she wouldn't say anything. That was insane. I think that the mother is so embarrassed with how she has mothered Marianne that she can't even do anything. Mm. Like I don't think she is emotionally capable of apologizing for all of the fucked up shit she did. Well, I mean, and I'm then sure I just again loved them in the car. Marianne detached. Marianne learned her detachment from her mother, mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. mom's like fully detaching. Yeah. So then we've made it to the se- series finale. We did. We're make on it episode to the twelve. Series finale. I honestly really didn't have any notes except for the end. Yeah. So I loved um, seeing them just kind of be a normal couple. It was yeah. the first time since episode six where they haven't been playing anything. And it was so nice just seeing her at a birthday party with like the group of friends that she's like modgepodged from his friend group and her friend group. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And then them going home for Christmas and her having just like a normal family Christmas mm-hmm. that's not fancy. It's that's not. Really and like the fact. So obviously when she goes home for the mom's dinner in episode seven. And Alan's like giving her shit because they're like, oh, Marianne, you're smart. And he's like, fuck you for taking all the attention mm-hmm. off of mom. Yep. It was so nice and refreshing to see people just being like, Connell, we hear you're doing great mm-hmm. as the editor. Like he's kind of found his footing in friends. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it was probably really nice for Marianne to see people just being supportive of accomplishments. Right, yeah. Marianne finally says she loves Connell. It took oh 12 God. episodes. She says it for the first time in this episode. Jesus. Um, so yeah, again, I, I think it was a non, I liked that they had Connell talk about getting into NYU at the beginning of the episode. That was smart. So that then it was just kind of always in the back right. of their minds. Yeah. Um, and then just like a little, very small offhanded thing was when her and Joanna were walking up the stairs and they were like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And she's like, we just like, w- like have some drinks and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you think our first year selves would be? <laughs> yeah whatever and she's like I think my first year self would be so happy to know I'm content right like yeah. that's all that Marianne was striving for was just she's like, like did we get married and become 80 year old women yeah <laughs> um but yeah that was really sweet so and foreshadowed her choice at the end yes I thought they did such a brilliant job and I think if you 
I feel like I'm bragging. I'm like, I read the book and watched it twice. But I do <laughs> think when you watch it the second time, you're able to not be so emotionally invested in the highs and lows of the relationship. And yeah. you can see it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. The ending makes sense. Connell, the first time I watched it, I was like, why the fuck is Connell leaving and why isn't she just going with him? I didn't know why she wasn't going. Well, I don't know. I kind of, I don't, I, honestly, even at my first watch, I, I got it. Like, I oh, I was okay with it. I mean, obviously, no, I would rather yeah. them go together. I'm like, there's really no reason you guys can't go together. But I was, her supporting him, I felt like was done really well. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess this is like a big topic on the internet, but I don't think they broke up. Yeah, I. Did you? Um. Because he was like, she was like, I'll, you go and I'll stay and we'll be fine, which we'll be fine leads me to believe, like, not necessarily that they're going to, like, Skype every night, but, like, probably, like, it it was vague, but I don't know. I feel like it was, we will be fine. Like, we are going to continue to be in each other's lives. We're going to figure this out. Like, we're in this for the long haul together. Not necessarily in, like, a concrete, like, marital way necessarily, but just, you know, I mean, like, we're, our tracks, like, we're, we're just in it together, like, the like life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so I don't know if I thought that they broke up or stayed together. I definitely think that they've made it so that they're, is it possible for them to live without the other one? Right. And they even says, she says, we've done so much good for one another, which right. just, like, broke my heart. I know. But I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't really even think past that scene. Like, it just felt, it kind of felt like a play. Like, I was, like, and mm. it'll, like, <laughs> and that's it. And the end. <laughs> yeah, like, it didn't feel, um, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was really important that Marianne was the one that told him to go. Yeah, obviously. Because it needed to come from her. Because mm-hmm. also, he needed to know that he wasn't saving her anymore. Right, yeah. Like, that she was, could do it on her own. Yeah, I agree. So, that is normal people. Yeah. Um, do you want to just do some quick stats and then the thing that people tune in for, which yeah. is our single best yep, scene? Yep, yep, This will be quick. So, my favorite character was Lorraine. <laughs> Honestly, same. Connell's mom. What an MVP when, uh, she, like, lost her mind at Connell, not, not taking her, uh, uh, not taking her to Debs? Not taking Marianne to the Debs. I was like, and she got out of the car. I was like, yes, yes. I also just liked that, that uh, Lorraine was Marianne's only true ally the entire 12 episodes. Oh, yeah. She was the only like, one in her well, corner. Connell was able to, like, be mad at her and, like, have right. all of these emotions. More complex but uh, Lorraine always just was very, I think, empathetic to the fact that she was in that house. She knew, right, like, mm-hmm. firsthand. Yeah, that's, like, really something that I liked couldn't it. have been done as well if – the mom didn't have such a personal relationship with her mom. Mm-hmm. And I mean? liked that they didn't exploit the knowledge that Lorraine had from being in that house to like, yeah. she didn't give Connell oh. any secrets or say no. like, you know, the brother's abusive or whatever. Right. She's like, that girl's had a hard life. Sure she's known. She's more sensitive yeah. than we give, than you need, like you need to treat her with a little bit mm-hmm. more care, but she didn't go around or, or do anything to break her yeah. trust. No, I agree. Um, I didn't really have a favorite character, but um, so instead I just did least favorite character, which obviously was Jamie. Yeah. Fuck Jamie. Fuck Jamie. Um, my favorite relationship was Connell and his mom. I thought it was really sweet mm-hmm. and very, like, realistic and just really fun to see both of them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't pick a favorite episode. What are mm-hmm. yours? So, I mean, I feel like it's cheating, but my favorite character was Lorraine, but also Marianne. Uh, my favorite relationship, Connell and Marianne. Like, yeah. what if I was like Jamie and Connell? What or Jamie and like for? <laughs> yeah, Gareth. Like, yeah, I loved Marianne and Gareth. Um, 
Gareth and the Debate Society. No, oh I mean, I was really in on all the highs and lows. I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Turning Point C, we already talked about. Favorite episode? Mine was episode 10 mm-hmm. with the therapy and Rob. It, I, I don't want to watch it again, mm-hmm. necessarily. Like, I think for those, it might be like episode five or six. I really did enjoy when he kind of first joined her friend group and they went yeah. to that party and like kind of him adapting to her world because mm-hmm. we had seen for four episodes her right. adapting to his. Yeah. So it was really nice to see him out of his element. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just overall, the that the therapy, the therapy scene and his mom, I thought just like solidified my favorite episode. Yeah. But all right. What was your single best scene? So my single best scene was their breakup accidental breakup mm-hmm. in episode six mm-hmm. and it's my favorite scene because they did it twice like they did it from both perspectives I think that was really smart and really distinctive you don't see that often ever you know where they we get both perspectives because like you pointed out when I was when we were talking about this the first time is that every scene is actually like every situation is different from everyone's perspective like in everyone's whole life but to really see how it made such the trajectory how it like changed the trajectory for both of them and how they both ended up feeling hurt for different ways or as Marianne was just like confused and Connell was like abandoned felt Mm -hmm. you know it obviously spoke to their poor ability to communicate with each other but we kind of see that the whole time but in this situation we actually get to watch it twice and that I just really appreciated them doing that and um, thought it was really interesting and just really makes you think about sort of like reflecting on your own life and also on like how all the rest of these scenes in this you're like well but different people are taking things from different from different scenes so um that's that's that so one I agree with you I also think that plays into their which we've talked about a few times in this episode recording it but their their idea that their actions are so obvious to the other one yeah this is like where that really fails both of them because Mm -hmm. it's like to Connell it's obvious that he wants her to ask and to Marianne it's obvious that if he was gonna ask he should just ask Mm -hmm. um and so neither one of them do anything right well and in hindsight actually he's not to be like bring I mean a more analytical perspective but he's trying to manipulate her into asking him Mm -hmm. which is I think he also doesn't (laughs) know what it's like because she has when you have a a house and you have money and you have all of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever put herself in the shoes of what it's like to constantly feel like you're having to ask for right. for that stuff. So um, I can see how it felt like a little bit like a trip, yeah. a trap. You know what um, show you would really like in this is for our listeners too. The Affair, the first season of The Affair is like a brilliant okay. show on Showtime. It is told, it's hour-long episodes and the first 30 minutes is from one Noah's point of view uh-huh. and the second 30 minutes is from Allie's point of view mm-hmm. and they're the couples having the affair mm. and so it'll show like, he'll go to the restaurant and see her wearing like a short dress with mm-hmm. like her hair loose but from her memory of that day she's wearing like jeans and like an oversized t-shirt and her hair's in a bun and she's like <laughs> been crying and so it, you don't know what's true right like us as the audience all we know is that they do have an affair mm-hmm. but like we don't know who made the first move because they both remember it remember differently, it differently. so i do think that it's a really smart storytelling approach i'm surprised more people don't do it yeah um but it i mean i think in 
books, it's easier because, right, you have an unreliable narrator. So you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're telling me what's actually happening right. or they're telling me, like when the villain's the writing the book. Right. When you're like, are you telling me, like the silent <laughs> right. patient, where yeah. you're like, is this real? Um, okay. Right. Did but it really go that way? <laughs> yeah. Or are you just trying to like throw me off? But it is <laughs> so true, especially in a, a conversation as delicate as a relationship. Yeah. Okay, so my single best scene is from, shockingly, episode 10. (laughs) And it is when they're Skyping and he's depressed and Mm. talking to Marianne. It's interesting because she just kind of knows exactly how to console him. She doesn't over ask for him to do anything. She just is there for him. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet when he's like, I should probably, you know, go to bed. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, like if you're tired, you should go to bed. She's like, bring the computer over. Mm Mm-hmm. So then he sleeps and wakes up and she's still there. Mm-hmm. Like just the consistency that they have. I think it's just so beautifully shot and well mm-hmm. done. And oh, this is where I kind of came to my conclusion that she doesn't trust words. She trusts actions. Mm-hmm. So that was her way of showing Connell that she loved him without actually right. having to say or like fly back or change anything. Yeah. She was just like there for him and checking in on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so I actually have some news All right. for this. Let's hear it. So one of them is that Normal People is set to do a special 40 years after the events of the show. What? Mm-hmm. So this is a quote by, and I didn't, I like pulled it from an article. We can post it on the, on the website. But he says, I promise you these are two very special bits. It's so much better than anything we've ever made. I mean, I can't even say all about it because there's a guest star in it, but it's really, really beautiful. Curtis told RTE Radio, I think, I don't know who Curtis is. Uh, Mescal and Ad- Edgar Jones' involvement with the special was previously announced. This uh, came out on the 26th of June. In the United States, Normal people streamed on Hulu. American fans likely won't be able to see the additional stories, which also included the return of director on Hulu because it's part of this comic relief, which is uh, what they did for the Fleabag crossover. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling we will get clips of it on the internet because it will air in Ireland. So I don't know how I feel about it picking it 40 years after, and it will only be in Ireland and Northern Ireland. But, like, given just, like, how the internet works, it's going to get, I'm assuming it'll get leaked over here. So they're doing, normal people continued. Yeah, but 40 years after. 40 years later? Yeah, I don't know how it feels or how, whatever, but I did see. What? So Jarrett Wiseman, who works for Netflix, tweeted out the news, which is how I saw it. I follow him on Twitter. And uh, Karina McKenzie, who is the showrunner for Roswell, New Mexico, responded and was like, I don't really know what we need to see. She, like, chased him after the airport, went Mm -hmm. to New York with him, and, like, lived for three weeks in an I Heart New York sweatshirt. Like, I don't need to see 40 years after this. Right. So I think it's interesting. They're doing it, obviously, for charity. Another thing that they're doing for charity is Paul is auctioning off a chain (laughs) for a men's therapy in Ireland. So, yeah. And then there's another one. So Sally Rooney also wrote a book called Conversations with Friends, which Hulu has recently announced a 12 episode straight to series order in association with BBC three, which is what Mm -hmm. this was. The drama series will consist of half hour, hour episodes helmed by Irish director, Lenny Abramson, who did normal people. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I guess we should read conversation with friends so that when Mm -hmm. it comes out, we'll, you should read it. (laughs) I'll read it and then tell you about (laughs) it. And then we do it. But what is your recommendation of the week for our, for our listeners? That's all the news. Um, my recommendation of the week, week is um an instagram account called accidentally wes anderson (laughs) (laughs) and it's basically just these beautiful shots that are framed in the wes anderson like style 
And it's just like a nice little pleasant thing to like come through your feed. What's yours? Mine is also an Instagram account, but oh. it is Connell's Chain. Yeah. Like I just feel like oh our God, listeners, Connell's if they chain. listened to this whole episode, they also would enjoy <laughs> um, just pictures of Paul Mescal's neck with a, chain. with a chain. And then also another thing is just the actors on actors at home with Paul and Nicholas. If you liked Normal People in the Great, it's just a really nice little interview. Yeah. That's our show, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at singlebestscene, or check out our website at singlebestscene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.